Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Luke McDonald, and this is the Good News in the Neighborhood podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You're going to find two things in this feed in this season. You're going to find Sunday sermons from our church in Palatine, Illinois, and you're going to find an occasional little piece of content that is towards our initiative to try to help our church read the Bible more regularly. It's called Good With Our Bibles. We're trying to read the Bible regularly, and we're trying to interpret it accurately. And that's what you're going to find in this feed. We are a multi-ethnic Bible-teaching life-giving church. This is our little theme song that you're hearing in the background. And uh, it helps us, anything you do, rating the podcast, sharing it, all that stuff helps the word get out. We're not trying to build the name of a church. We're trying to build the name of Jesus in our little local community. And if you found this, I hope it's useful to you. Thank you. Let's listen now. Thank you. I'm excited to preach to you now. Uh, got a lot of things that we're going to do uh, in the message today as we're kind of starting out the new year, but I'm very thankful to be with you. So why don't you get a Bible in your hand, and uh, we're going to go for it from uh, the very beginning of this year, uh, just as best as we can. I'm Luke, if I haven't met you before, uh, if you're watching somewhere, and I'm blessed to be the pastor. That was my wife, uh, and one of the leaders here was just giving the announcements, and we're thankful to be stepping into this new year uh, very much with you. Uh, I want to start... Uh, the new year by just contemplating um, how to go forward, like how to go somewhere different. You, When you're young, every year seems like something completely different. Like when it turns from I'm 16 this year to I'm 17 this year or whatever. But then you get a little older, you get a little older, and they start to feel very similar. They start to feel like Things are the same or, or something to that nature. And I've been thinking a lot myself um, about how to go forward in a new way, a different way, a strong way. Um, and God led me to uh, this text that I want to kind of start with, and then I've got a lot of directions I want to go. I'm going to read you the first five verses of 2 Timothy chapter 3 where it says this, but understand this, uh, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be uh, lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. And I read that, and I'm not, um, you know, we're not like a big, in this church, we're not a big, like, uh, the end of the world is coming, let's all be afraid. But I read that list of, uh, of things in my Bible, and I'm like, it kind of sounds like the world that I'm living in right now, kind of to me. And it gets to that last part where it says that in the last days, people will, do you see, I'm going to just put that part again, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. So, looking like something, but not being the thing that you look like. Trying so hard to give the impression of something, but not being that thing. That's uh, what got me. I was just pondering that and pondering what in myself is like that and pondering so many other things. And I came across this uh, concept uh, of a paper tiger. It's an Asian idea. Uh, you can go to the next slide. And uh, this set of symbols uh, means paper tiger, and a paper tiger is something that has the appearance or gives the illusion of strength, 
but inwardly is weak or ineffectual. It looks like something, that same idea again, it looks like something, but isn't actually the thing that it looks like. It describes a lot of people in our world, and frankly, it describes a lot of Christians. You see this all over in the social media age. I don't know, does anybody know who this guy is? Uh, the muscular guy, come on, help me. Come on, come on. Yep, no, no, go to the next one. Okay, we're missing. We, don't, we have the old slides, so there's a new set that needs to be downloaded. That's somebody's fault. I'll take it, because uh, it's easier if it's my fault. Uh, so you can put that last slide up. This is a, uh, remember, this was, uh, put the one of the girl with the drill in her hand. Here you go. Back, yep. So this was during uh, June of 2020. This is when uh, there was that uh, racial uprising in our country. And this was a, a really brief national news story. There's a video, you can find it. it, it this girl, is, uh, she's an Instagrammer, and you can see a video of her jumping out of her car and running up to like a boarded up window and putting a drill up towards the wall and kind of like pressing it, makes that sound. And then she says, do you get it? Did you get it? And then she runs and jumps in her car and drives away. So what's the point? She wanted to seem like someone who was helping rebuild the community without actually doing it. I had another picture in the set of slides. This guy, I don't know if you know this guy, is the liver king. Uh, he's this guy who's all over social media and he has like, I don't know, like 27 pack abs or whatever. And he tells people that it's because all he does is eat raw meat and it came out recently that... Yeah, he does eat raw meat. He also spends like tens of thousands of dollars every month on steroids to look like that. And there's another guy that is, is all over the internet, and he's telling everyone about how to have good relationships and how to have better romantic relationships. And then it comes out that he's been running around on his wife. And these stories are everywhere of culture, and culture don't. We were used to it almost now, of people that want so bad to seem like something. They have the appearance of something. But then if you, upon closer look, they don't have it at all. Maybe you've had this, uh, that was the one that you could put the, the slide up. This is in probably 2022, the thing that made me the saddest. Do you remember this story? Uh, Kristen and I were on a trip when this story came out. And the thing that was so tragic in this story was to find out that in this particular situation, the guys wearing the badges that were there to protect had the appearance of someone, if I dare say drawing the paycheck of someone who was there to protect, but when the chips were down, did not protect. And this does something to the heart of someone. You see that in other people, it bothers you, doesn't it? I can see it on your faces as I'm saying right now. But my Bible says that when we get to the last days, many Christians are like this as well. And it's easy to find people who say in their little bio or would tell you, I'm a Christian. But if you spend 10 minutes watching them, you'd be like, I don't know, but that's not the thing I want to be, whatever that thing is. It's easy to find uh, people who send out a smiling Christmas card and then find out that the family was already in the process of splitting up. I've given you so many examples now. And I want this year for myself, and I want to encourage us this year, to take a step forward into not just looking like something, but into being the thing that we're trying to look like. I want to push myself and hopefully all of us forward on this same point, that there are some things and there's some habits and there's some difficulties and there's some stuff that you're carrying into 2023. And if you're being honest, you were carrying it into 2022 and 21 and 20 and 19 and 18 and 17 and 16. And there are things that you're hoping, habits that you're hoping to break this year or difficulties that you're hoping to shift this year, that if you were willing to be honest for a second, you'd be like, I've been saying to myself for like 22 January 1st, I was going to get that something different. And if I'm being honest, like I'll try for a week or two and then 
Jesus talked about this uh, in a story in Mark, a very potent one, uh, where the disciples had seen Jesus start to heal people, right? And these are some of the great stories you read in the Bible. There's a blind man. Jesus touches him. Jesus says a word, and now he's not blind anymore. He can't walk, and now he can walk. He, uh, there's no food, and now there's food. The, the disciples had seen all these miracles happening, and so they tried one for themselves. Somebody showed up, and they were like, all right, Jesus, we got it. We got it. We're going to do this one. And then they, they failed. They, they prayed the prayer. They did the thing. They, they followed the steps. Do you ever do that where, like, uh, you try to make something? Like, maybe you're cooking it, and you follow all the steps? And then, like, both visually and more importantly in the mouth, it doesn't taste like the thing. But you're, do you ever have that? But you're like, but I followed all the steps. Anyone ever have that experience? But I followed all the steps. But I followed all the steps. But I followed all the steps. And Jesus kind of, I'm imagining this part. I'm adding to the Bible. This is in Mark chapter 9. It's also in Matthew. Uh, Jesus kind of does the, like, okay, guys. And he goes over and he heals the person that they failed to heal. And then the disciples say to Jesus, why couldn't we do the thing that you did? We said the same words that you said, but why couldn't we do the thing that you did? And Jesus said to them, this kind, implying this kind of difficulty or this kind of problem, put that on the screen, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. It's this, uh, he's saying there, it requires more, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm reading into it, I think, but I think properly, he's saying you didn't have enough faith, you didn't have enough strength, you didn't have enough capacity to do the thing because when you kind of dug down, there wasn't enough there. And we're going to start this year by trying to encourage everybody in the church here uh, to take on a, a special time starting tomorrow, 21 days, where we're going to be focusing on prayer and fasting together. There's cards in the binder, there's cards in the rows there, they're online, they're everywhere. It won't be an issue of like kind of finding something. We're going to encourage you, and this is like, I mean, this is church, so if you don't do it and show up next week, I mean, you don't get thrown out, right? Uh, but there's something, what is Jesus pointing at? He's pointing at there's some prayers, there's some problems, there's some habits that you can't fix because you have not harnessed enough spiritual power to fix them. Uh, fasting is all over in the Bible, and it, it can be a lot of different things. Uh, we'll use this definition today. Fasting is to restrict my food intake to cultivate hunger for God. Your Bible has all kinds of examples. I'll show them to you in a second. But it's this idea that, like, I'm not going to eat anything for a certain amount of time, or I'm only going to eat certain things for a certain amount of time. Why? Is it because it's like a magic potion? No, it's because there's something that happens when I feel hunger inside, and there's something that all of us know about what that is that, if done properly, can turn up my hunger for God, the things that really, 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 really matter. Uh, you can see this all over the Bible. Here's a whole list of people who had times of fasting significantly in the Scripture, and each one is similar. And this, to our mind, because we've been taught uh, this way of looking at the world, we're taught and enculturated in a very, um, a very compartmentalized way of looking at the world. We use phrases, people say this, like, how is things going in your 
relational life, in your emotional life, in your, in your sex life, in your, and it's this idea, your, how's your financial life going? And it's this idea that you are not one thing, you are a bunch of different things, that you can be like crushing it at work and miserable at home, and that's okay. And that is the reason, because we've been enculturated to think that way, that's the reason why we don't, it's hard for us intuitively to be like, why would what I'm chewing on and tasting and what is going into my stomach have anything to do with an increase in obedience or an increase? Because we view these things as separate. When to Jesus and to the writers of scriptures, it's all connected. I think you get older, you start to realize this, right? That like, if you're having a really, really down day and you're feeling really bad, sometimes going for a long walk or talking to somebody that you care about has this way of like, you realize, this, anyone, you figured this out over time, right? That it's all more, way more connected than we realize. That often when we think we're struggling in our mind, maybe it's actually we're struggling in our body and we can't see it. When we're, my body is hurting, it has, it has all these different things. You can't have a broken relationship in, your marriage can't be falling apart over in this corner, and you'd be like fully optimized, harnessing everything, maximizing things at work. Everything that happens in you because you are made by God, it is all connected. And so there's something that is supernatural and powerful that this thing that we're talking about here, the restriction of food, it has power in your life. Uh, the New Testament assumes regular fasting as part of the life of a Christian. If you read closely through your Bible, you will see not uh, a lot of here's why you must fast kind of content. You will find a lot of the assumption that, of course, this is what you're doing. The ancient Jewish people that Christianity was formed through had all kinds of different things. And when fasting is talked about in the Bible, it is always restriction from food. You know, we live in the day where... Uh, things tend to be dumbed down to make them easier. You know, so people talk about, oh, you can fast from negative people. You can fast from Instagram. You can fast from, and this, there's only one other, the Bible um, talks about fasting from food, and then it gives this one kind of little thing over here that like, I mean, maybe it's, the Bible throws out this idea that maybe you would fast from sexual relations and marriage for a while to focus on prayer. I We'll leave all jokes to the side on that point. If you want to opt for that during this month, that's between you and the person that you're married to, if you want to opt for that one. But the only other thing that the Bible ever talks about is fasting from food. So we don't want to dumb things down because we don't want to just have, what are we talking about? We don't just want to have the appearance of something. We want to be something. If the point of driving over here on Sunday mornings is so that I can like tell people that I go to church or feel like I'm part of church. Let's just shut the thing down because that's a waste. That's a waste of time and it's a waste of energy and it's a waste of life. Unless Jesus is really growing you and me and changing you and me and reaching this community through you and me, life is not, uh, life is too short to waste time on just trying to seem like something just trying to seem like something. We want to harness it and actually be something. And most people don't take strong steps forward because we don't like to feel discomfort. In fact, I would suggest that our discomfort uh, with the idea of discomfort is probably a clue to why we lack power. What do I mean? 
we like to be comfortable. We like to have everything set up just how we want it. And for most of us, like the ideal day is a day where we don't have to do anything physically, emotionally, in any way that stretches us too far. We like to have things just like how we want them. And so, wait a second, what you're saying is that the way to get more power is to feel really hungry and turn my attention to God? You're saying the way to feel more power is to spend more time and energy reading the Bible or being in prayer? You're saying that, like, talking to that person I've worked with for a long time and saying, like, you know, honestly, like, I, I know Jesus, and, like, and, and honestly, this problem you're dealing with, you probably need to know Jesus too. But I would rather, like, let them live life not knowing a Savior than feel the discomfort of making the relationship a little awkward by bringing it out. That's why we lack power is because we only go as far as we can go until we start feeling uneasy and then we walk away. Um, we must fast. The reason we must fast first is when we fast, we connect with God. When we, there's something about God meets us right there. I'm going to show you another example in a minute that there's something powerful that happens. That list of people, Moses David, Elijah, Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, when he was getting ready to be tempted in the wilderness by Satan, the thing he did immediately before he was going to be tempted was he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the scripture says, for the purpose of maximizing, even in his supernatural reality, for maximizing in his humanity the power that it would take to do what God wanted him to do. We also fast for wisdom from God. We've talked about it before, but it's true that we get into these problems, kind of like ongoing ones, you know, that difficult relationship, that decision you're trying to figure out about a career. There's people in the church now that are praying about what college should I go to or should I marry this person that I've been dating or should I this? And it's amazing the lengths that people will go to to talk to an expert or to talk to a guru of some kind or to try to think things through. But the way to get the maximum amount of wisdom from God is to try to clear all the clutter. To clear all the clutter. To clear all the clutter. Now, we don't um, fast or pray with much strength, many of us, for a few different reasons. This isn't the practice of many American Christians in this day for a variety of reasons. One is because, frankly, we're weak and it's easier not to. Uh, some of us have a poor theology that... Maybe you've been in church where you've been sort of taught or made to feel like giving effort is somehow like against the truth of who Jesus is. Like, didn't Jesus already do all the work on the cross? Of course Jesus already did all the work on the cross. Of course he did. We don't fast because we're going to earn favor with God. God's already given us favor. But we want to maximize while we're here in the here and now, God's ability to move in and through us. And this is one of the tools that he's given to us. Uh, three, some people don't fast because of like a fear of self-righteousness. Uh, this has a lot to do with how long you've been around church. I, uh, I've told this story before, but it's one of my favorites. I went to a Bible college, and uh, Bible colleges are filled. Like, you know, at a lot of colleges, their thing is like drinking and having fun. Uh, in Bible college, what you do is like try to be more spiritual than everybody else. And uh, there's all these like elaborate ways that people go about showing how spiritual and godly there was. Like there was a guy who lived a couple doors down from me that used to tell us that he would do his devotions in the morning uh, by reading out of the Hebrew Bible because he could just get more out of the Hebrew Bible than the English Bible. 
And it's like, you're like, all right, okay, okay, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's probably like a vegan now, you know, or whatever. And remember this one time, there was this guy uh, that I knew when I was in Bible college, and he uh, asked me to meet him for lunch because uh, we were talking about some ministry that we were going to do together. He's like, meet me for lunch in the cafeteria, and we'll talk. All right. So we show up there, and, uh, you know, if you ever went to one of these schools, you, know, you go up through the line, and all the food looks bad, and you end up getting some cereal or whatever. And I went down and sat, and then he sat, and I was like, oh, did I... I he didn't, I looked across, he didn't have any food. And I was like, I, sorry, was it, you told me we were meeting for lunch, right? And he was like, oh, well, I, I'm fasting right now. So if you, if you need to eat, like, no problem. But I, I'm really focusing on God right now. I mean, yeah, okay. Like, there is this, this is what Jesus is getting at, this self-righteous way that we don't want to go into, in Matthew chapter 6, I'll put it on the screen, when Jesus says, now when you fast, notice there again what I said at the beginning, the assumption is that this is part of the discipline of your life. Jesus says, now when you fast, don't look gloomy like hypocrites. They disfigure their faces so that their fasting can be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Okay, what's the point that he's making? And I'll read the rest in a second. So what's he saying? He's saying, you know how people roll, right? People can't just do the right thing often. They want to show you that they're doing the right thing so they can get credit for it. This is why we don't, uh, we make, as an example, this is why the giving here, most of it happens online. If you want to put something in the box, that's awesome. Why? Because we don't want to create an environment where you make a show out of how much you give. That's not what's important. What's important is that you're giving to God. He's saying in the same way. So you don't like, when you're fasting, you don't want to walk around like, hi. Because what's the inevitable question a person's going to ask? You look awful. What's going on? And then it will give you an opportunity to say the thing that you're doing. Jesus says, no, if you're doing something good to receive an earthly reward, then you'll get the earthly reward. He says in verse 17, Matthew chapter 6, so when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that your fasting won't be seen by others, but by your Father who's in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus promises with certainty that when I take this step, not for the purpose of being seen by others, but in a desire to please God and harness my attention on him, he promises right there, says it in my Bible, I bet it says it in yours too, that he will reward me. I wonder how many people come into 2023 with a, I'd really like to see this happen this year. We'd really like to have another baby. I'd really like to get a new job. I'd really like to see, I'd really like to see some healing that I've been working on for a long time from some stuff in the past, like make it all the way forward. I'd really, I'd really like to reach some of the goals that I've been after. I'd really like to. I wonder how many people come into a new year with some stuff like, yeah, I'd really like to see this happen, yet also believe in God through Jesus Christ, but don't access all the tools that are available. That's why so many of us lack power. Do you see? So this is in Matthew chapter 6 where I was just reading from. And Jesus 
goes through a set of things. He talks about when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. All of these are things that help us draw our attention toward God. Why does Jesus in this moment point at self-righteousness? I have a screen for this. The reason why Jesus points at self-righteousness is it is easy for people to trust the tools over the builder. It is easier for people to cultivate reputation over cultivating community and relationships. Jesus points at the danger of self-righteousness here because this is what inevitably happens when people start to take steps forward uh, with God. I was just talking to somebody this week who was like, oh, it was so annoying over Christmas. I was with my, I was, I'm not trying to remember who told me this because I want to make sure they're not in here right now. Yeah. <laughs> this person said it was so annoying over Christmas. I was with my sister and she's like gotten sober and now she wants to come at our whole family with all these things that she learned in therapy. And we're like, hey, we were with you all these 20 years when you didn't know any of this stuff. So what, you got smart in the last like 20 minutes and now you want to tell us all that we're bad? Why? Because in all of us is this tendency towards self-righteousness. Self-righteousness is the idea that I'm better than them because I. I'm better than the late service people because I get here for the early service even when it's cold. I'm better than the people that go to church sometimes because I go to church all the time. I'm better than the people who do this because I do this. And self-righteousness destroys Christian community. We don't gather here because we're better than all of them over at the community center right now. We gather here because we've figured out that Jesus is better than all of it. And so we don't want to try to build a little pedestal to stand on to be just a little better than all of us around. And so what some people do is they are like, okay, so I don't want to do that like self-righteous thing. So I just, I won't really work on restricting or changing or adjusting or moving in my behavior at all. What I'm trying to say is we can reject self-righteousness which is destruction, but still pursue after holiness. Holiness is the set-apart thing that God desires for all of us. So now we're getting close to the end. I want to just tell you a few things, and then we're going to talk about what we're going to try to do together. So fasting does a few things. First, fasting harnesses my attention on God. It also allows me to dedicate time to a very specific request. And if you've been praying about something for a long time, sometimes you can start to retreat because it hurts to hope, doesn't it? It can sometimes hurt really bad to be trying and hoping and praying and believing and then nothing changes. And I want to encourage all of us to say it's a new year And no matter how long I've felt like this thing will never get solved, this thing will never happen, nothing will ever move, nothing will ever change. The God that we sang about in this service who we said was unstoppable is still unstoppable. The same God, the exact same God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead is here with us right now. And we have access to his power. And I want to encourage all of us to say, you know what, I'm going to give a little time to really, really, really praying about that thing again. I'm going to fill my heart with as much hope as I can find to say, God, for whatever reason that I don't totally understand, you didn't do it back there, but I believe that you can and you will do it right now. Now, so we're clear, fasting doesn't guarantee an answered prayer. We don't believe in that kind of God where if you just say like the special words, like a genie, he has to do what you want. 
Fasting doesn't force God to bless us, and like I said a minute ago, it doesn't make us better than other people. When I choose to fast, I am harnessing everything that I can to connect with God. So uh, we're going to try, we want to try to build this together. We're going to try 21 days of prayer and fasting together. So here's what that looks like. If you have that card near you, I would invite you to get it in your hand. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're going to do, and then I want to preach to you just a little bit more, and then we're going to be done. So uh, what I'm not saying, so let's just get real clear. We're not saying uh, what we're asking you to do today is to leave church and not eat for 21 days. There's a lot of different ways to, there's a lot of different ways to fast. One really good way to fast is uh, a Daniel fast, which you can find in the book of Daniel. That's like, yeah, I'll take one. Sure, thanks, sweetie. That's like a restriction of what you eat. Cuts out a lot of the stuff that you would want to eat. Um, you might decide, you know what, I'm going to fast for 24 hours once a week. That's the direction I'm probably going to head. It might work for you to like, Say, you know what, I'm going to skip lunch every day at work, and I'm going to sit at my desk, and I'm going to pray instead of eating. There's a lot of different ways to go about it. That's not necessarily the focus here. It should find its way into the center of the bullseye on something surrounding food and what I eat, and it should be something that is challenging. Now, I understand that some people have like problematic relationships with eating to begin with, because of different challenges that they've faced with body image issues and that kind of stuff, that is real. And you've got to figure out a way to do this in a way that harnesses what God wants for you, but is also safe and makes sense. So don't start going down a bad path, obviously. Is God big enough to understand all those dynamics inside of you? Of course he is. But I want to encourage you to pick something that from today till three Sundays from now, we're going to work on. I want to encourage you to make a list of things, or maybe it's one thing that you're going to pray about every single day during this time. You can write it on this card and keep it with you. And then on the back, we've put together just a real simple, like, two chapters a day Bible reading thing that'll help and go with it. We're going to try to do this together. Why? Why are we going to try to do this together? Because we don't want to be the kind of people who look like they've got something that they don't actually have. Have you ever had that experience of someone coming towards you being like, you're like a church person, right? Like, why do bad things happen to good people? You're like, um, we don't want to be people with the reputation. We want to be people who have the real thing. And so I'm uh, trying to push us forward as people. Kristen and I, we're going to be participating. Uh, and I hope that you will too. I think it's going to be something good. Why? Because I wanted to read this and... This is what struck out, stuck out to me. This is from the book of Romans in chapter 13. It says, besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Just think, pause on that for one second. You are closer to meeting Jesus Christ face to face than at any time in your life so far, right? So the night's far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. I've been uh, doing a lot of work personally thinking about... I, uh, 2019 was a very, very difficult year in my life. And then 2020, I don't really remember the beginning part, like probably nobody does anymore, but I remember 2020 was the year that like we were trying to figure out how to have our kids go to school on Zoom is kind of what I remember about 2020. And then in 2021, we started this church, some of us since the beginning, some of us have come along along the way. 
And then in 2022, I worked really, really hard on figuring out how to build this church and my kids and our family and all the things that matter. And if I look back, honestly, I'm just being real transparent. I've spent a lot of years now working on other things and kind of letting some of the stuff that's not what God wants in me just kind of, if I'm being honest, kind of stay the same. I've worked really hard at certain things and, and made a lot of progress in some things. But if I look back five years, some of the same things that were broken in me, sin in me five years ago, are still sin in me and broken in me right now. And some of the same prayers that I was praying, if I'm just being honest, like you couldn't tell by the number of times I've prayed about it in the last few years that it was something I really cared about. Maybe you can meet me there. There's something about that new year energy that says, well, what I feel like I want to say is I want to give Jesus my best. I want to give him my best. And my best isn't your best. And my best isn't other people's best. I can't sing the way those people were singing on the stage this morning. All I have is the things that I have. But you get to a certain point where you have to say, you know, this isn't like, Maybe I could say it to you this way. This isn't a warm-up for your life, 2023. This is your life. This is it right here. And I don't know how long that we have, and I don't know what's out in front, but I want to give Jesus my best. I don't want to just say, listen, yeah, like, there was some stuff over there that was dirty and I never really got to, but... So, uh, you may have seen this, we wrote about it. Kristen and I came home on Christmas uh, night to a broken pipe, uh, a frozen pipe that burst. And, uh, and it went, we got home on the night of Christmas, you know, like the presents from the day in hand, and there was water just gushing through the ceiling in the main floor and down into the basement. And a few words came out of my mouth that I'm hoping are part of this fast are going to maybe not come out of my mouth as often <laughs> in the year ahead. Uh, and, they, and they weren't said quietly either. Uh, and uh, is that too honest? I don't know. And uh, you... And so we're in this like mode, you know, now where uh, we've lived in this house a couple of years, and uh, we're in this mode now where uh, we're working with insurance and we're staying in a hotel and we're like figuring out how to get everything like rebuilt. But there's that thing that happens when it like all is broken, where you look at this like I was looking at this kind of like uh, storage shelves full of board games, and they're all filled with water, and you're like, I don't know, I could throw all those in the trash. And like never play any of them again and not be the worst for the wear. And you look at all the stuff that gets broken and all of a sudden like you have six shirts in your closet instead of 40. And you really like, if you really stop and think, you're like, I don't know, like all that stuff, whatever, I don't know, I'm okay. And this isn't like some like anti-materialism thing or something like that. But I guess what I'm saying is you just, without realizing it, I saw it so vividly in this thing at our house. Over time, you just add stuff and add stuff and add stuff and add stuff and add stuff. And before you know it, you're like, what I'm asking us to do is just try to clear it all away as best as we can to say, I am going to fast and pray these first few weeks of the year because if not now, when? If not now, when? Lots of people would say, like, I'd love, someday I'm going to get really fit. Someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a whole bunch of friends. Someday I'm going to really serve the community. Someday I'm going to read through the whole Bible in a year. Someday I'm going to do something really significant. If not now, when? Yeah. 
When? When's, when's it going to happen? And if it's not going to be us that are going to fast and pray that God would do things in this community, there are so many people in Palatine and so many people in the suburbs of Chicago who desperately need Jesus Christ. And if we're not going to be the ones to get on our knees and say, God, would you do something you haven't done before? Would you save people that need to be saved? Would you break things that need to be broken? If we're not going to be the ones to do it, who's going to do it? What are we hoping? Like, we'll just be lazy and we're hoping some other church over there is going to do it. We're hoping some other group of people are going to do it. So, of course, it's difficult. But we're here right now. We've got breath in our lungs and the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so we are going to lean in as best as we can. So you've got the card. Um, We're going to be here on Thursday nights the next three weeks from 6.30 to 7.30, praying together. If you're like nervous about praying with people or you're nervous and praying about in front of people, we're gonna be in the room and online and we're gonna do it in a way that you can come at the pace that you're coming at. Um, We're also starting this training class for people who wanna do more ministry that if you have a desire to do more, you can find that on Church Center Online. We'd love for you to be part of it. Why? Because programs do anything? No, because I wanna give Jesus my best. And this is how he told me I can give him my best. And so I'm inviting you to join with me as we do that. Why don't you pray? Uh, just bow your head now. And I know it's almost done now, so let's just try to stay right here until we're done. Mm-hmm. I just want to invite you now to make a firm, like I want to invite you in this moment to make a firm commitment because we've all been in moments like this where then you leave and you just kind of forget about it and then... So what are you going to do? How are you going to lean in? Make it as clear, make it as detailed, make it as specific as possible or it'll drift. So I'm just asking, Lord, would you strengthen us to do something we haven't been done before, to go a direction we haven't gone before, to take a step we haven't taken before. Lord, we're asking and trusting and believing by faith that we haven't seen the best stuff that you want to do back in the past. I'm believing that you want to do the greatest stuff in us and through us out ahead that we've seen before. Your power is real, Lord, and I'm praying that we would lean into everything that you want for us. I pray in uh, Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. This has been the Good News Neighborhood Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the song. I hope it's been helpful to you. We'll see you again soon. This is good news.